Uh, hello and welcome to episode six of what we're listening to on a lovely June day. Um, as always with me is my good buddy Asher, the Superman to my Batman. How are you, friendo? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. My June day is a little bit wet and dreary. I think we've swapped. Oh, so it's fine. It's okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm summer, good. summer in Vancouver is just rain, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, do you have any follow up from last episode? Yeah, yeah, I have two small pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is the uh, Idols doco. Yes. Oh, sorry, the Idols documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, you actually shared this with me, but the um, the band Idols put out a documentary on like, what would you call it? Like the making of their album, but also like their experience as a band. Their story. Going from like nothing to successful. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, and I thought it, it was really good. Like, uh, yeah, it was really good. It confirmed a lot of things that I already thought about them. Mm. Like, it, like it didn't um, surprise me in any way, but that, in, in like a good way. Like, uh, I, I confirmed a whole bunch of things that I, I suspected about them as people, basically. Yeah, what you had told me after the last episode, we chatted a little bit about idols, and you told me about you know one of the guitarists being a dentist and some of their shows at Glastonbury and. And a whole bunch of other things. And I, after watching the documentary, I'm like, I, I knew a lot of these things, but it was nice to see it from their mouths and kind of the yeah. process and the story. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're just generally funny guys to watch do stuff too. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. What was the, what was the quote? Um, <laughs> if I killed him, would it matter? <laughs> this yeah, was one of the guitarists. Um, after having a little bit of like a hard time, just like having to live in the same place with these guys on tour for a long time, getting tiring. Yeah. Just <laughs> contemplating if he could get away with murdering the lead singer as he slept yeah. next to him in a hotel room. <laughs> it's pretty dark, but also pretty funny. Um, also, uh, catch up. I've been listening to a live album that um, the band Current Age put out um, late last year. Mm hmm. I think. Um, and it's actually really good. It's very different from their album sound. Like it's actually like a band playing. So it's a little more upbeat and kind of um, fleshed out as a sound, but I've been really enjoying that actually. Sorry. Was this, who was this? This is the band I talked about last time. Current Joyce. Um, yeah. Nice. And uh, so they put out a, a live album, which is really uh, nice to listen to. I found. I listened to those three tracks on the playlist my favorite was A Different Age, um, the title track of the album. Yeah. Um, I can see why you like them. I didn't expect that voice, but it worked really well. And um, I can see it, it feels a little Connor Oberset um, and a little melodramatic at times. Um, yeah. But, but good. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, mm. That's all my catch up. Well, you covered two pieces of my follow-up. And so the other two I've got, um, so you sent me a Flaming Lips video um, of (laughs) them performing in giant bubbles, um, like plastic bubbles to keep, you know, socially distanced from each other and and the audience members. And uh, they played one of my favorite songs from that Soft Bulletin album, um, Race for the Prize. I thought that was brilliant. Partly because I, I mean, I just wanted to see the, the drummers um, because that's one of my favorite parts of that album. But it was just very funny. And 
he's a good singer. Like they're great performers. It's it's a really good kind of sound. So I'll post that in the show notes. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. And and my last bit of follow up is I have been listening more to Jacob Wilde's um, uh, LP that just came out. And okay, yep. Yeah, I had a bit of a chat with a friend of mine, and he he talked about how my comment about um, some of the songs not feeling like they were quite finished. His, his quote from, um, from Jacob was that that was kind of intentional and um, it was to do with it kind of hinting at something more. Um, and I don't know, I found that kind of interesting um, to contemplate someone intentionally not half finishing songs, but not kind of giving you the full picture. I think this is, I'm just trying to find the quote. Uh, like like semi-ideas and the kind of um, yeah. tantalize. Yeah, this is the quote. The intent is pointed to something bigger in each song in the little moments that never quite eventuate into anything. Beauty, but beauty that can, can't, uh, beauty, but beauty that you can't grab that reminds you of mortality. And um, so, yeah, and so that was, that was helpful insight. And it was really interesting listening to it again. There's a song, Supermoon, which was a single which I already had, but it's grown on me a lot because it's kind of got these meta lyrics. And one of the lyrics is like, oh, this song may just become another song in my Bandcamp archive with maybe just 100 plays, but that's good enough for me. And, and also, the, it's really cool. The whole song holds off until the very end when the whole band comes in for two bars and then it drops out again. And it's very restrained, so much more restrained than, restrained than I would be. So, you know, I, I dig that. So give it a listen. If you didn't give it a listen to last time, give it another go. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I guess so much stuff to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'll put cool. It on the list. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah. I think that's all the follow-up for me. Yeah, on time, on time. All right. Yes, yes. Um, so I've had quite a lot of like admin stuff to do lately, and I want to thank Will Wiesenfield for carrying the brunt of that. Um, Will Wiesenfield is, as we mentioned last time, the head dude of Baths and Geotic or Geotic. Um, and last last uh, episode, Josh was talking about some B-Sides albums that came out. And so I've been listening to Bath's B-Sides 1 and 2. Um, so B-Sides 1 is not a new album. Um, you were listening to it in 2013, you said? Yes, around that time. Yep. I honestly can't remember how I got a handle of it, but I've been listening to it for a while. Yeah, uh, I'd never heard of this album. I mean, uh, my, I was late to Bath's. I was introduced to it by my brother-in-law, um, and introduced to him and I started with Cerulean and that was good. Um, and then you showed me Obsidian, which I really enjoyed. And then I kind of went on to geotic stuff and kind of missed, um, Romaplasm. And obviously I missed these two, um, uh, B-Sides albums. So I kind of caught up there and I really love his stuff not only just as background music to kind of work to, but also as foreground music to drive to or to just listen to at home. Um, If you haven't listened, Baths has this amazing ability to have amazing, 
immaculate production with really lo-fi samples as well. Like he'll have clicks and taps and and um, field recording kind of things all chopped up into Ableton on top of like succulent bass and booming kind of drums and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I was just trying to think of a word that came to mind. Maybe it's not the right one. Um, so a few tracks, like I'm covering here two albums worth, but to me it feels like just a collection of B-sides. You've only heard the first album, right? Yes. Um, the second album is probably like, I don't know. I enjoyed more tracks off it, I think. Um, mm. So what were some that I really liked? There was a song. Oh, so Tropic Laurel. Um, really showed off the kind of pop sound that he has. So even though he seems a bit avant-garde on the front, really the progressions are quite pop. However, he does throw in some kind of non-diatonic chords every now and then. And I really love that, that it's kind of pop music with a twist. Um, So, yeah, you're kind of not quite sure where the song's going the first 10 seconds or so because he's always got these glitchy sort of samples and then he will launch into like beautiful chord progressions and these lush like pads and stuff like that so it's cool his melodies are really good um and lyrically it's always sad and honest and raw kind of thing um but there's just it's just great musically i think he's got a degree of some kind doesn't he like he's got a music degree no idea okay i think i think he's got quite a bit of musical training because he always does really tricky things with rhythm and timing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I just love listening to his stuff. I don't really have like tons of insightful things to say about him. Um, I really liked <laughs> Damnation on disc one. Um, Flux uh, was good. Is that on? I can't remember which one's, which disc one or disc two it's on, but he's always very brave with how dry his vocals are. Like, I'm just amazed that he doesn't want to cake them in too much reverb. So they're really front and yeah. center and often a little bit ugly. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're often, um, they're often contrasting to what's going on musically in some form. Yeah. Um, like the lush sounds and complex rhythms are kind of contrasted with just very um, straightforward lyrics. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I, think, I think pop song... And Nordic Laurel have been on my like top twenty five most played on my iTunes for maybe like eight years now. That's interesting. I um, like them as songs, like, but they they didn't grab me that much. Oh, those two songs, I love them so much. There are some really interest. He's got so many interesting track names too. I'm not quite sure where he's drawing these names from. Um, but <laughs> yeah, they're they're always kind of curious. They feel like they're a bit otherworldly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think check out Fortuna. Um, as I said, yeah, pop song is great, uh, like Josh was saying. Um, uh, Lung Tile, The Stones, a um, whole bunch. There's a, there's a whole bunch on there. So, yeah. You got, I, two, albums, you got two albums worth of stuff. Two albums worth, yeah. Um, I, I recommend this. I feel like it's... It's not like an album because it's just a collection of B-sides, but, but I'd, I'd rate it high. I mean, I feel like we're the sevens bunch, you know, it's, it's around <laughs> a seven for me. I feel like that's, it's like if I'm rating an album at all, it's going to be above six. Um, 
And so, but it's got to be exceptional to be up there. So, yeah, I think this is a really strong collection and they look great on vinyl. Have you seen the vinyl? I, I, took, a, I took a look at them. I was very tempted to buy them, actually. Yeah. For my collection. Yeah. Very tempted. <laughs> All right, that's me. Um, okay. So this is probably the last uh, week for a little while, but I did some more um, scrounging through the shoegaze playlist that I have found. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've found a band called Ovlov, which is like Volvo backwards. Oh, okay. Um, Ovlov. And uh, my past couple of weeks have just been absolutely full of like beautiful fuzz and distortion, just ooey gooey warm noise. And I have loved this album. Um, so it's called mm. True, T R U by Ovlov. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out in 2018 and um this is much more on the like structured song indie rock side of like the shoegaze spectrum okay uh, um yeah some people just even describe them as fuzz rock rather than like shoegaze stuff mm-hmm. um it's like it's like listening to like the smashing pumpkins like a lazy dropout cousin kind of thing it's just like it's just noise i don't know a ton of smashing like pumpkins drums. but i think i get that oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's great it's absolutely great so uh they're american band from connecticut and they're kind of um headed up by one guy um steve uh hartlett who actually has another band called stove which is more popular but i haven't actually looked mm-hmm. into them at all um but this is like uh it's like nineties heavy fuzz with like sometimes intangible, like unhearable lyrics. Um, and it's just such a joy to listen to. I, I've, this is like, this is my kind of thing. Hmm. Um, so I listened to, when I was listening to current joys, it did sound not very shoegaze. How are they yes. compared to current joys? Is it like a bit more heavy, but the same kind of sound? Way, way heavier. Like okay, everything right. is distorted. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Um, even some of the yeah. vocal tracks are distorted at times. Fair um, enough. Yeah, this is much more of like the wall of sound, but still like song structures. Um yeah. and they're like they're they're um they are they're like more uh straightforward, like alt rock song structures with just like heavy heavy overdrive on them um it's uh so like warm it like reminds me of like striped sweaters and torn jeans and like all that kind of stuff from like the early 90s it's so great mm-hmm. um, yeah uh cool. songs like uh halfway fine or stick or true punk i yeah i i list like i put this album on and i kind of didn't really notice the different tracks just because it was so enjoyable to me, but there are some, there are some glowers out there, I think. And Mm. even some songs where they tone it back a little bit and you can hear more of what they're actually doing are kind of enjoyable as well. It's cool. Um, Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're one of those indie bands that kind of like drops up the map every so often and comes back again, surprisingly. So I'm hoping maybe one day they'll release another thing, but so far this is, um one of their two albums and i highly recommend i'd give it like a 
eight and a half to nine out of ten. Mm. Even. When was yeah. their last album? Twenty eighteen. Okay. Oh, that's that's within the realms of feasibility that they could put one. And out. The one before, one before that was like six years before it, though, so they're kind of like. That's who, like a, who knows what they're gonna do. That's like a tool release schedule, right? Yeah, or like a Radiohead one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's mostly what I've been listening to is just heavy distortion rock and roll, which is um, unbelievably amazing. Well, that's been a full week for you with uh, what I gave you for homework too. Uh huh. It's just been, it's been nothing but distortion all week long, and I've been enjoying it. I'll be I honest. You, I can give you something at a contrast next week if you like. But. <laughs> I'll take nice. it. Um, nice. All right. So that's what I'm listening to. Sweet. Uh, so for homework, um, I gave Asher the third and final album by uh, British folk musician Nick Drake um, called Pink Moon. Um, yeah, Nick Drake was a folk singer in the 70s. Um, he didn't get a ton of recognition until uh, after he died a little bit later. Um, and this album is kind of seen as his most popular most creative uh project um and surprisingly last week there was a real uh pink moon in the sky which is a very rare phenomenon at least in uh the northern hemisphere there was and i was quite surprised i didn't by see that. it here it was, <laughs> it was uh serendipitous it was very mm. strange did you um, re-listen to the album to commemorate uh, yes, I mean, I've listened to this album many, many times. I I think it's wonderful. And I was actually surprised that you had never heard of Nick Drake before. Because to me, this is like something in your like acoustic wheelhouse. Um, anyway, so what yeah. do you think of Nick Drake? Yeah, so yeah, you're right. It is up my alley. To be honest, it first reminded me of a bit of Leo Kotke. Do you know Leo Kotke? No, He's sir. 12-string guitarist from probably a bit earlier than this than this era and um okay. i maybe it's just the way the guitar is recorded um but it reminded me a bit of that the 12 string guitar the slightly dead strings that kind of folky sound i really loved it like yeah I, the thing that i struggled with this album at first was to distinguish the songs at first yeah. when you listen to it it's all the same instrumentation like i think pink moon is it pink moons or moon? Anyway, it has a little bit. Know. It's yeah, it's singular. Sorry. Um, it has a bit of piano right at the end. And apart from that, though, it doesn't feel like there's anything else on this album except mm. for acoustic guitar and vocals. And I love those kinds of albums. It, when I started listening, I was like, oh, now I know where Angelo D'Augustine gets his sound from. Mm. Um, do you know Angelo? Uh, referentially, I don't, I haven't listened yeah. to a ton, but I know a little bit about him. So he's an artist on Asthmatic Kitty and, um, his album Swim Inside the Moon. Interesting. Um, nod. Maybe that's even a nod. I don't know. I've never thought about that. <laughs> um, that came out and it's just acoustic guitar and a tiny bit of piano in his voice. And it has that same vibe. And I reckon that his, one of his influences might be Nick Drake. That's my suspicion, but I could be wrong. Um, so to give you context, it's just a, a beautiful folk album, really relaxing. Um, this beautiful dry vocal on top of these very dry um, recordings of an acoustic guitar. 
and it's just it's very chilled um i've given it quite a few listens to try and discern which are my favorite tracks and Mm. discern a bit of the shape it's really interesting um some of the songs have really like funny riffs what's the what's that one yeah um so he does a lot of rhythmic stuff with alternate tunings to make it kind of uh more more than just a guitar straight up and down yeah that one i didn't like i didn't like it when it was too jarring in terms of different from the rest of the songs i liked being able to just listen all the way through but um my my favorite tracks so far were things like um where is it uh roads was beautiful um parasite was really interesting and um from the morning was the last track i really liked that and also the title track pink moon was beautiful um there were a few that stood out but i think overall i think it was an overall album for me like a yes this is a beautiful album from start to finish and i just i'm happy to listen to it all the way through it's only 28 minutes it's it's a really quick one um it's real short I, I should give his other stuff a listen um, because I probably would enjoy it as well if um, because it feels a little bit like what I listened to as I was growing up, you know, like Leo Kotke and, and that sort of thing. Um, really soothing voice. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. This is really funny. Okay, this is a funny uh, comparison. But do you know the band Lifehouse that came out in the early thousands? Not really. Anyway, all this is they're like not even a fancy band. But there's one of their albums, Stanley Climbfall, sounded strangely reminiscent of Things Behind the Sun. And I'm like, this is so weird. But I guess that's the way that all artists work, right? Is there's these little hints that kind of come through into other modern artists. So I've got to re-listen to that. I just anyway, this is a side note for me, but <laughs> I, it was it was a beautiful album. I I I don't think like it was as gripping as some acoustic and vocal albums that I've heard. Like I do Mm. like it. You're right. This is my kind of thing, but I do like the melody that's being sung by the vocals to be something that I kind of keep thinking about. And there are only a couple of songs that kind of kept coming to mind. So yeah, it didn't feel like it was up there on my albums of, Oh, when I feel like acoustic, music i'll listen to this one um there are a few others i'd go to first but it's good it's really good i yeah it, i guess it, it is yeah. it is very laid back in that approach so you can kind of like drift through it a little bit yeah it doesn't grab your attention um it doesn't kind of maybe that's the very british style i don't know <laughs> not being too obvious yeah so i don't know i recommend it if you like chilled music um give this a go like i don't rate it so high on my list but i really enjoyed it so thanks for introducing me to nick drake <laughs> did you have I anything the, to um, say about i think the um other albums of his actually have a band instrumentation behind them not just him um, i did notice it occasionally um it clicked over to his next albums on spotify and i was like oh we've suddenly got a band so yeah yeah, it's been a very long time since I listened to his other albums. So I have to give him another another shot. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't. I find this like it's a very classic. It's kind of um, to me 
like music you would have in like a British fairy tale or like a small British village. Like it's quite um, quaint and um, specific in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like I could see like a, like you could do like a, a bard and he would play this kind of music back in the day kind of thing. Like it's not, mm. um, I, yeah, I, I find it quite different to other like acoustic stuff where it's a little bit downplayed and, the songs are a little bit kind of like wandering and yep. kind of um, listless. Yeah. On another note, the album art bears no hint as to what the music is like. <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird album cover. I don't, I don't know what that one's about, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, what am I looking at here? Some sort of conceptual <laughs> piece? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, thanks uh, for that. Yeah. Pleasure. So um, I gave Josh something quite different in contrast. Um, So this is an album, one of the few bands that survived my teenage years. Um, (laughs) This is Me Without You's Catch For Us The Foxes. And um, they are a band out of Philadelphia, I think. And they're kind of an indie rock spoken word yelling <laughs> band go yeah i was i was curious as to how you would describe their musical style um i i think it's like spoken word with a like a hardcore backdrop like a musical hardcore backdrop um mm-hmm. yeah i um i feel like you you may be a little disappointed in my review because i this album has like so much going on and it's so lyrically dense that I feel like I need another couple of weeks to get a good handle on it. I um, got this album a good like in maybe 2006 or earlier. Yeah, so I've had a long it's, time. It's, <laughs> the um the, especially for something that is so lyrically forward. Mm. And that is not my particular like speciality when it comes to listening to stuff. So I had to like I had like all of the lyric sheets oh, on my wow. computer when I was listening to trying to like read through what's going on. Cause it, it really is. Um the lead singer Aaron something Weiss. Um Aaron Weiss just like just yelling ag- aggressive poetry nonstop for like a whole Stream, album. Stream of consciousness, I think, is yeah. what you could describe it as. For like forty-eight minutes, it's just constant. And you're like, okay, I need to, I, I need to get a handle on what's going on here. And there's so many different themes. Is like, there's Bible verses because the album name is from like Songs of Solomon. Yeah. And then like birth and like the Odyssey or like old folk songs. And it's yeah. Like what's kind of down stuff. to the water to pray? What's the um? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Carter family is also like stuff. I and mean, like, Oh my goodness. Um, where, where do <laughs> two, I kind of get a handle? On all two this? weeks is not enough time for this album, but yeah. Um, so there was a bunch of stuff I like, like I love the instrumentation. It, um, I'm a big fan of, um, East coast, hardcore kind of music. Um, mm. uh, maybe a little bit, uh, a couple years on from like the early two thousands, but this kind of movement I've always been a fan of. Mm. Um, and the band goes real hard in these songs, especially the drummer. He goes overtime. Ricky. Um, yeah, dude, he's just, uh, he's hammering those drums for a lot of these songs. I need um, to send you some live clips. He's nuts. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, it's very unique. I don't think I've quite heard a, um, 
an album with this kind of musical structure. I don't know if I'd even classify them as songs all the time. Like they don't musical, go with verses. Musical, yeah. Yeah. Mu- musical prose. Like it's kind of, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've heard a band so crafted around lyricism. Mm. Um, and that's probably my only real major criticism to me is that mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like the songs are in service to or sacrifice to the words to make them feel or to present them more strongly. Hmm. Um, like all, all the builds are like linked to what the lyrics are doing at all times, basically. And it kind of feels like nothing, nothing moves forward with this music unless the lyrics are doing something. And I, like to me, that's kind of um, a bit of a trade-off sometimes. Hmm. Um, that's a I would, good point. I would love to hear. I'd love to hear something structured, and like the lyrics to help them. Because in my mind, the lyrics are, or the singer is another instrument, and hmm. so this band is like very like singer forward. But what does that look like in a different context? You know. So, um, the first their first three albums, A to B Life, Cat Trust the Foxes, and Brother Sister, are very much like that. Okay. From from there, they do a bit more of what you're talking about. Their later mm-hmm. albums feel more like songs, and I don't like them as much. <laughs> and uh, I, so, yeah, I probably gave you the more avant-garde part of their career. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't dislike it for that reason. I was just curious as to what the kind of that would sound like. Because mm. um, there have been, like, bands of the past that have um, rhythmically been service of the lyrics like you listen to like old records of the who Mm -hmm. and their drummer would keith moon would talk about like how he plays to emphasize lyrics you can hear that like all these like cymbal crashes are to emphasize what the singer is doing but this is like much more structured and kind of like like the engine turns on the on the heel of what the lyricist is doing yeah Um, yeah Um, but it's still really enjoyable i uh probably um, January nineteen seventy nine. I enjoyed the most. It's like the most like actual like Rocky song. Yeah, it's um, it's a good opener. Probably Leaf and hmm. uh, the Soviet. I enjoyed the most. Yeah, Soviet is one of my favorites. I it takes a lot of energy to get to this album. Um, because hmm. you gotta pay attention, and it just keeps going. And sometimes I'm like, I need a need a bit of a break. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I only got through um, half of it yesterday when I was re-listening to it. Um, yeah, like you, you can't just like pop on and do something else. I found like I'm. So I've seen these guys twice, and it is mayhem. Like, and it's it's as exhausting, if not more, live than listening to it. It's because they'll do you know several albums worth, <laughs> and Aaron Weiss is just like is a powerhouse. Yeah, they're actually finishing up next year. They're. Oh, finishing really? the band, yeah. I can't imagine how his vocal cords are still together. Um, <laughs> like idols, right? I, what do you reckon the like theme of the album is? Um, I reckon it's kind of struggle. Um, so mm. the idea of Catch Trust the Foxes, the foxes that ruin our vineyards, our vineyards that yeah. are in bloom, um, a lot of the songs are about struggle with like suicide or like lust or like a whole bunch of other things. He's wrestling with relationship breakdown or um, 
other things like that. So, you know, forward letter part two, that kind of like, oh, Anna, let's go down, down to the river to pray. Um, oh, but I'm so small. I can barely be seen. How can this great love be inside of me? It's kind of like, it's very self-deprecating. And yeah. I used to like <laughs> worry a little bit about like his <laughs> his lyrics because they were so hard on himself. And gradually over time, you've seen him become a bit more hopeful. Um, mm. Like his lyrics changed over the course of their career a bit to become like less struggle. Um, but there's, there's still a lot of honesty in there. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you took yeah. away from this or? Yeah. I, I think I uh, like, like themes of like life and difficulty are definitely like the major ones that I picked up of. Cause I think like January 1979 is his birthday. Right. And that's kind of the, Oh, um, I didn't know that. Like, like the, the day he was born, was like a like a a, a, a car accident, you know, like a oh, terrible okay, crash. Kind of, <laughs> he's like, okay, jeez, tell me what you really think. I, uh, yeah. yeah, so I would probably give it like a six out of ten, but the number mm-hmm. would definitely go up the more I listen to it. I think. Yep. The more I could like compress it into my brain. This this is one of my favorite albums. I think like this and Brother Sister, which is the follow up. Um, there's, it's like you just say, there's so much in it. It's so dense lyrically and there's Mm. so much to take away. They're listening to it again yesterday. I was like, oh man, like this is just one of my favorite artists. Like I went to see them. You missed out. I invited you. I went and saw them with Mark (laughs) while we were in Vancouver. Um, I've never heard them before. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You got to give them a try. Anyway, it was it was really good. They're just they're great live. They're great songwriters and and they've just got a good theme. Like, have you seen that every album has the same visual artist who does their art? Like, so I, I was wondering about that. I, I looked at a couple of the album covers. They looked a little bit. Um, they are different in content, but you'll realize that it's the same artist. And so they feel like they've had this really good continuity over their career. Um, mm-hmm. They've had a bit of a patchy time of like, different producers and different like some of the albums are a bit hit hit and miss at times um Mm. if you want to listen to a strange version of themselves listen to their album it's all crazy it's all false it's all dream it's all right (laughs) um it's kind of like acoustic songs with orchestration on top like they kind of did away with a lot of a lot of the guitars so yeah but then they kind of came back with pale horses so Anyway, I look. It's, <laughs> it's it's funny. I I I thought that you'd like the instrumentation. I know that lyrics aren't your deal, but I I yeah. I figured you'd be able to get enough out of it in terms of an overall sound. Oh, thanks for listening to that. <laughs> Thank you for giving it to me. Honorable mentions. Yep. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, first and foremost, Asher, I need mm. you to sound the beer alarm. <laughs> hit, hit that button. Uh, I don't have one right here, but we could just say beer has a new album out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put in applause and a bear sound underneath that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good. Um, the yeah, album came out like a, or two days ago for me. Um, mm. uh, probably uh, you'll do a full review of it next episode, I gather. 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure yeah. one of us will at least chat about it or we can both chat about it because... From I've the been... day or so I've had, it's been really enjoyable to listen to. Mm, yeah, me too. I've listened to it a few times, but I, I'm going to reserve my, my thoughts for a, a later date. So check that out. All right. Yeah. Uh, other honorable mentions. I got a ton. I had to tune these down a little bit. <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, first, um, a new song from Slaughter Beach Dog. Ah, I saw you get that uh, on Bandcamp. Yeah, that was released to uh, raise money for all the stuff happening in America right now. But mm-hmm. um, it's just a, a little single. Um, it's very much in step with his last album that came out, but it's uh, enjoyable. I, I quite loved it. You know, it's an, another welcome addition. Anything he puts out, I quite enjoy. That that previous album is brilliant. I love mm. that. Yeah, also safe and no fear, no fear and also safe or something. Yeah, something like that. I struggle with their <laughs> name. Even is it Slaughter Dog Beach? It's Slaughter Beach, comma dog. Yeah, gotcha. I always struggle so, to know uh, which order things are in. Slaughter Beach is actually a real place in uh, on the east coast of the states. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jake Elwald. So next um, is a Japanese band I'm listening to called Pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of a alt-rock with a heavy dosage of nostalgia. Um, I don't understand a, a word of what they're saying, but mm-hmm. I love and have for quite a while their musical style. And so they've put out uh, more songs for uh, a TV show they write for. Um, but they they make me very reminiscent of songs my brother kind of writes in his own time. Yeah. Um, and so I love listening to them, even if they are in Japanese and I can't understand them. Um. <laughs> That's an interesting comparison. I'll, I'll ask you later what you mean by um, your brother's <laughs> writing. <laughs> anyway, um, and then probably... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have done here. Um, those medieval uh, remixes... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually been these, listening to them <laughs> yes these have taken the internet by storm i heard them on the really? radio yesterday really? yeah like legit. do you want to give our listeners some context um so i don't actually know how many people are how many people are involved in this project um uh a, a youtube channel has been taking uh famous songs and transcribing them into um like a medieval musicality. I don't know how you put it like uh, transcribing the words and the um, instrumentation as uh, well. Instrumentation and chord structures into things that would have been common in medieval times. Um, so there's songs like Creep or um, Pumped, Pumped Up, Up Kicks, Kicks by Foster the People. Yeah. And it's just like, like I don't know if well, I enjoy the, them. All ye bully so- brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so weird yeah and millions of people are watching them on youtube and it's i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> so i was bemused too <laughs> it's very strange and then uh last but not least i thought about doing a full album review on this but i just don't think i have the weeks to sacrifice for it unfortunately um so an album from a norwegian pop singer slash crooner um, who I used to listen to a ton of, um, mm. but he kind of fell off my radar a little bit in the last couple of years. Named Sandre Lerke. Mm. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's like acoustic guitar, wonderful voice, and he writes these pop songs that are 
quite sophisticated. Um, he just released a new album uh, last week in June, the 5th, 5th of June. Mm. And it's really good. It's, um, uh, he kind of made a departure to more avant-garde kind of uh, romance songs with his last album mm-hmm. and then did an acoustic version of that, which I actually enjoyed a lot. And then this album is much more in step with um, kind of his more jaunty pop um, roots. It's called mm-hmm. Patience. And it's really good. I, um, I, Sandre has a soft spot in my heart. It's like as, it's like as poppy as I'll get, but mm-hmm. um, he never disappoints. Um, so Sandre Lerke. Yeah. Curious. I'll check that out. Um, that's all my, yeah, that's all mine. There you go. Cool. Um, something, this was an honorable mention from a few weeks ago, but I forgot to mention it. I don't know. Did you listen to that Wilco single called tell your friends? I did. I, um, it was kind of boring, so I didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the most interesting song, but the video clip was kind of sweet. Um, it was just nice to see them with their families. Like, um, because this is about a month ago. Um, when everything was quite under lockdown in the States. And, um, you know, it was just like, don't forget to tell your friends when you see them again that I love you. Like, and it was just sweet because, you know, it's nice to see. I like Wilco because they feel like a very steady family band kind of thing. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm incorrect, but um, but they just seem quite like lovely guys. And yeah, so it's just nice to see. If you like something heartwarming, go and watch that clip. I'll post it in the show notes. Anyway, so that's just a small one. Um, did you notice <laughs> that Geotic has a new EP out? He released this. Uh, um, it, it's I, yeah, I, I saw it, but I haven't listened to it. Sorry. It's way ambient. You like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a return to pre um, Abysma. Um, so quite a lot of really long, washy songs with some small amounts of beats. But again, <laughs> yes. as I told you, Will Wiesenfield was carrying my uh, admin for the past two weeks. So like, it's a welcome. <laughs> I, I saw that it was a, an EP of four songs that were all 10 minutes a piece. And I was like, okay, maybe some other time. Yeah. Yeah. Some other person. Um, what, I, what I don't have 40 minutes to sit around for. Yeah. Um, I've also been listening to Interpol for a, a little bit because Ooh. I found, I can't remember, what's the name of their LP after um, Turn on the Bright Lights? Antics. Antics. I've been listening to Antics for the past two weeks and it's not as good as yep. their previous album, but actually it's not, it's not really as good at all. Um, there's a couple of songs on there which are, I think it's only good because it reminds me of the first album his voice like um you like the song evil i'm like it's an okay song it's not like amazing but it's got a good baseline and uh i think the fourth track is pretty good i can't remember what it's yeah. called anyway i just i've been listening to it so it just went on honorable mentions because interpol are pretty good and i like their guitar parts and i like his voice even though he He's not the best singer. I just like the way it's kind of double tracked and the kind of also probably because it reminds me of me without you a little bit stream of consciousness ongoing, but a bit more rhythmic than me without you kind of thing. So Antics is the last album with their original bass player. Um, the Cape dude, right? Yeah. yeah. And so they're, 
their bass player gets much less interesting as time goes on, basically. Right. Um, I, I think it's a shame because, in my opinion, I don't have many like perfect 10 albums, but Turn of the Bright Lights is one of those for me. I, hmm. um, I find no flaw when I listen to it. And so it's hard because you can't really make that again. Hmm. Um, Antics has its moments, but it's not anywhere near as interesting or like just musically good a project as the first album is yeah totally i mean songs like nyc are just such a interesting like the drum part and the guitar part like it's just something i would not have thought of like it's kind of quite unique writing in my mind yeah yeah Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so yeah, that was that was um it was good to hear because I know that you talked about it a little bit. Um <laughs> my last honorable mention is a mate of mine, uh Callan Phillips. Um he released a little EP called 1920. Um now Callan is a kind of he's a musician um from Australia, obviously. He is a very good guitarist and um he loves funk music and so this EP is very much that. Lots of funkiness. Uh, he's a great singer and and it's a really fun EP. Like he's he's tried to push his boundaries a little bit and do some kind of almost hip hop sort of beats and he's got in a lot of like friends to do I think he's gotten friends to do brass parts and stuff. Like it's it feels like I don't know where he got some of these musicians. Like he's got some gospel vocals <laughs> on some of the tracks. I'm like, I don't know where, like who are these people? So I, I'm really curious to ask him a few more questions, but I just wanted to mention it because it's worth a listen. I do put a warning on it for you though, Josh, the amount of key changes in one of the songs will probably kill uh, you. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it has about four or five. It's, um, it's one of those absurd endings, you know, where they just keep going up and up and up. And um, it's not my favorite either. Um, I like the EP. It's a little squeaky clean for me, though. Like, it, it's okay. so well produced that it kind of grates on me a touch. Um, but there's, there's some really good, like, kind of choices like i can't fault his production i wish i could produce stuff as good as him so you know <laughs> that's my disclaimer <laughs> but uh that, that's it for me <laughs> yeah that's that's all i have to hey thanks for listening to episode six of what we're listening to um please check out the show notes below we try and put as much interesting stuff in there as possible Um, So if you don't feel like listening to all the episodes, you can go and look at all the goodies below. Um, Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, um, you are welcome to give us a little rating. Uh, You can give us low or high or whatever you like, but it does mean (laughs) that if you do enjoy it, we can be found a little bit easier on Apple Podcasts. And um, yeah, check us out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and our website. But thanks for listening and thanks, buddy. I'll see you around. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.